any time the enemy tries to come against you, he will bring the opposite spirit. You want to know if it's the enemy in your life? Does it line up with the word of truth? If it's opposite, then you know it's the enemy. He didn't say there's no giants in the land. He didn't say everything was fine. He wasn't in denial. But he is saying that we are going to go up because we are well able to overcome it. If he said we're well able to overcome it, there is something to overcome. He's not denying there's a problem. But he's saying he's, he's above the problem in Christ. And this is important for us to understand. We are above that because of Christ in us. So we're not denying that there's a problem or that there's a situation, but you are above that. You're going to rise above that. Caleb was not saying, listen, those giants, well, it's not a big deal. He wasn't denying that. He didn't say, oh, you don't have to go through that heartache. Sometimes you have to go through the heartache, right? Sometimes you have to go through the heartache. He, he didn't say, well, the Lord would not allow that to happen to you. How many of you guys have heard that? Oh, the Lord would never allow that to happen to you. Well, you know, I don't know what kind of life or Christianity they believe in and walk in because we all go through things. And God allows certain things to happen. But God works them all for good. He never leaves you where, where you were found in the beginning. He always helps you through, but you're better where you are. Now you're better where you are than you were when you first entered that trial. I am way better now than when I first entered the trials in my life. I am much, much stronger now than what I first used to be when, when things, when the problem first started. Is that true for you? Can you look back and go, wow, you know what? My faith muscles have been exercised and now I can stand on the word of truth no matter what. So you're better off now than when you first entered that trial. Is that true for you? Say amen. amen. People are so afraid of problems. So afraid of, oh my gosh, what if I have pain? What if I have a problem? What if, what do you mean what if? You're going to overcome it. In this life, we will have tribulation, but we get to be of good cheer for he has overcome the world. So if he's overcome the world and we're to have good cheer, guess what? Every situation and every trial that you face, you actually have the power to overcome and rise above it, right? In Christ. So it's important that we hear what Caleb said. Now let's go to Numbers uh, 13 and in 31. Caleb, let's, let's, let's go to 30, first of all. Let's go to verse 30. Caleb quieted the people. Remember, I taught you on, on our midweek service. You need to quiet those voices that are telling you, oh, my gosh, what about this? And what about this? And what if that? And what if that? You need to quiet those voices. And if those voices are coming from the inside of you, quiet those voices. That was weak. Let me try this side. If those voices are coming from the inside of you, quiet those voices. Yeah. Much better. I'm going I'm to just focus on this side tonight. <laughs> no, seriously, like, how about participation? How about some participation, yes? 
All right, amen. So let's read. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And so we're backing up a little bit because we talked about this in our midweek service already. We already went over uh, verses 1 through 30 in, in chapter 13 of Numbers. But Caleb said, the people must be quieted. Now I'm going to tell you, we will go up at once and we are going to overtake this. That problem isn't too difficult for Christ in me, the hope of glory. And it's not too difficult for you, no matter what it might be, right? So when you look with your natural sight, you have natural strength. When we look with natural sight, we have natural strength. That's all we have. When we look with our natural sight, all you have is natural strength. But when you look with faith, the eyes of faith, now you have dunamis power. And every single one of you have dunamis power because that's God's creative power in you. And, you know, if you believe in Christ and you've given your life to Jesus, you have creative power. But it is a choice. And some of you were here and I, you guys that were here tonight, you understood, you, you saw what happened. It is a choice to rise up and say, I choose truth versus, and I come against and turn against the lie. It's so critical, and we must continue to let faith be activated on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Now let's look at 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They are stronger than we. This is what the natural looked like. They are stronger than us. What I'm looking out here, it's bigger than me. It's stronger than me. I have no idea how God's going to work this out. I just know he is. That's the response. The right response is, I don't know how this is going to be turned out, how God's going to work this out, but I just know he is. You just have to know that he is. You have to know that when you look with the eyes of faith, God will do it. Say, faith-filled sight is dunamis power. Faith-filled sight is dunamis power. Dunamis power is creative power for miracles. And if there's one thing that I can leave you with here tonight, it is for you to become on fire with the power of God that's in you, that you believe it, that you walk out believing God's truth much, much more than you did when you first walked into this room. Amen? Because it's dunamis power, which is creative power for miracles. And so, he, you know, he's saying, wow, all the, let me reread it here in verse 31. The men who had gone up with him said, this is all the other guys, the, the other 10. This is the other 10 spies. Caleb's like, oh, no, we are well over, able to overcome this. Caleb and Joshua, men of faith, standing firm. The other 10, look at what the other 10 said. We are not able. The opposite. Anytime the enemy tries to come against you, he will bring the opposite spirit. You want to know if it's the enemy in your life? Does it line up with the word of truth? If it's opposite, then you know it's the enemy. This is the exact opposite of what Caleb said. Is it not the exact opposite? It is the exact opposite of what Caleb said. They, it says here, we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than us. They may be stronger than you, but they're not stronger than God in you. They are not stronger than Christ in you. Nothing, no nothing, no nothing is stronger than Christ in you. But you know the difference? And here, this is the decision factor right here. This is the decision maker. What you believe. See, I know what I believe, and I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. 
I've been through too much. I've gone through too. I've just gone through too much. I will not be shaken. I know the power of God. So I don't care what is spoken or what comes against me. I will not be shaken. Is that your confession? It has to be your confession. You will not be shaken. You will not be moved no matter what. We have to have that resolve in our spirit, man. Because see here, the two spies, or yeah, the, the two, they went out to go spy, the, Caleb and Joshua. They were like, no, we've got this. And the rest of them were like, we can't do it. We can't do it. Opposite spirit, wrong spirit. It's important what you're listening to, who you're believing. And it's important what you're believing in yourself, like what's coming out of your mouth. Not just what you're listening to. Let's look at verse 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Right? And it says they gave them a bad report of the land which they had spied out. Saying, the land with which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. In this land, it says, this is a land that devours its inhabitants. All the people there are of great stature. Let me tell you something. They were afraid to go where God called them to go. Do you guys remember in the beginning, God already said it was theirs? He said, go spy it out so that you're ready to receive what God's actually already given you. Go spy it out. But it's yours. It's yours. So these men have great stature. But if God told you you're supposed to go, or if God told you you're supposed to stay, I don't care how great, how big, how powerful, how wicked it may be, the power of God for you is present in the will of God. One person got that. You got people live in California like, like the building's on fire. Let's just... Let's just make it very clear and very plain. You got people leaving California like the building is on fire. Did God ask you to leave? Or did fear tell you to leave? People going to this state and that state. Oh, this place is so horrible. Let me tell you, God doesn't drive you away based on fear. If God told you to leave and it's truly God, that's one thing. But if he did not, and you're responding to everything you see and hear, and you're rationalizing, and you're saying it's going to be better over there, we don't want to raise kids here, and in your natural mind you're rationalizing, then you are actually walking out of the will of God. I don't care how wicked it looks. God's provision is for you in the will of God. Do you not believe that God's power to protect you even in the midst of a wicked generation is actually truly present yes it's true because you got people that are running and they're running out of the will of God they're running and they're running away from the will of God because fear is driving them to do so they're listening to the wrong report don't listen to the wrong report do you believe God can sustain you take care of you in the midst of where he's called you to be absolutely absolutely and God wants to use you in in great ways and the more that the odds are against you the more you're gonna shine anyway for Christ the more wicked that is all around you the more your light is gonna shine for Christ he didn't raise you up to to become who you are today for you to say wow I can't I've gone this far but I can't go any further I can't I can't face that giant I 
can't face that trial. What if and what if and what if? And look at where we're going and all these different scenarios and all the what ifs. Stop. Because God has called you and appointed you to be his uh, spokesman. You're an oracle of God. And an oracle of God is going to speak when he needs to speak. When she needs to speak, pray consistently, continuously, without ceasing. Recognize the authority of God in you is the authority of Christ coming through. If every believer left and left their post, come on. If every believer left their post, do you really feel that pleases God? No. Somebody's not listening to the voice of God. So people go, well, you know, there's giants all around. Well, it's wickedness all around us and darkness and it's getting darker and we just have to go. Well, show, you know, if God, like I said, if God has told them to go, that's one thing. But I believe most, a lot of these people, it's not God. And so what happens, it's just their lack of faith that's actually walking, is, is working. The lack of faith. It's true. And we're not, and we're not going to walk as people that have no faith. You're never going to get stronger unless you actually face that giant. Stop trying to avoid every difficult situation. Look at it. Face it. Face the giants with the word. Face the giants. Use the scripture. Face the giants. You know, in other seasons, you may have gotten away with not facing the giants. You may have gotten away with let somebody else, you know, push that thing for you, pray for you, and push you through that situation and pray you through that situation. In a past season, maybe that was okay, but not where you are now. It's time to wake up. It's time to rise up. I don't believe we've ever been asleep, by the way, because at least most that come to this church, I believe God has always given us eyes open. From day one, we saw what was going on, and from day one, we didn't bow our knee to that demon. From day one. I'm not saying this to be prideful, because I'm not. I'm saying this to give God all the glory. Because when you hear the voice of God and you do what he calls you to do, guess what? He strengthens you. He empowers you. He calls you to do it, then he sustains you, and he pushes you into it if necessary. But he's going to give you that right outcome. Because you looked to him, and you were sustained in him. So when I say the church is waking up, I'm referring to corporately. At large. And we do need to have that in a awakened church, an awakened bride. Amen? And so here, you know, he's saying, oh, my goodness, these giants, they're giants all around us. You know, their, their, their stature is so great. Their stature is so big. When the report is bad, that's what that was, a bad report. When the report is bad and the land is full of devourers, when the, don't run. Stop running. Don't run when, it, when, the, when the report is bad. Listen to the right report. We're going to put up um, Isaiah 53 and verse 1. But we're going to look at it from the amplified version. We're going to look at it from the amplified version because it gives you more uh, of a description. Who has believed, confidently trusted in, and relied upon, and adhered to. Let's begin again. Who has believed? What is belief? Well, let's look at it. It just describes it for us right there. Who has believed? Confidently trusted in, 
Not this, well, I'm trusting in God, but I'm speaking fear. I'm trusting in God, but everything about me is just oozing out the fear of, the fear of man. No, that's not trusting God. Maybe nobody ever told you that. Maybe nobody ever told you that. When we trust in God, we fully believe we're confident in him no matter what. And if you have to say that over yourself over and over and over, then say that over yourself over and over and over. I am confidently trusting in God. I'm not just going to believe, oh, I believe, but, or what about, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Come on, church. No, stop. Believing believers don't say, I believe, but help my unbelief. I can tell I have my work cut out for me tonight. <laughs> Believing believers. I know believers say this. I'm not saying I've never heard believers say this. I've heard plenty of believers say this. I just don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. This is why. And it's a, it's a level of faith, and faith has to mature. And faith matures the more that you, you, know, you, you adhere to the promises of God with patience and, with in, in, and just pressing into the promises of God, you're going to grow in faith. But the only time in the Bible that somebody said, oh, help my unbelief, this it did not come from a man that actually was a believer. God's grace was sufficient. But he answered the question, and he said, it is my will. He said, if it be your will, if it be your will to heal, that you would heal, if it be your will. And he said, it is my will. Oh, Lord, help my unbelief. God's merciful. But there comes a point in your walk where God says, listen, you have walked in the word enough to know. Stop this unbelief because anything that has unbelief is void of is void of faith and you're never going to please God okay I'm going to try this side because so far I don't know who I'm talking to I guess huh oh good I'm talking to some people I want all of us to rise not like literally but in the spirit I want you to rise up in faith this is a choice it is a choice to say oh you know what I have I'm help my unbelief Stop. Let that lingo just be taken out of your vocabulary. Because you're empowering unbelief when you say that. You are empowering unbelief. We can't please God unless we have faith. We please God when we walk in faith. So even if you don't see something or feel like, oh, this is, even when there's, even when you're not sure, you must make sure the words that come out of your mouth are words that are filled with faith that, and know that you will see the outcome. It does take discipline. It will take you exercising your faith muscles. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to fall off the tree. You're just going to, wow, all of a sudden I'm filled with faith. Faith is a muscle. You have to exercise it. It grows like a muscle. That's what I mean. It, you have to exercise it. Is that true? Do we all believe? Are we all on the same page? Okay, the Bible here, Isaiah 53.1, Amplified Version. Who has believed, confidently trusted in, relied on, and adhered to our message of salvation? And to whom, if not us, has the arm of infinite and infinite power of the Lord been, re been revealed? Who? Whose report? Whose report will you believe? 
This is the word of God. I'm going to also read it in my in, um, New King James. I have the New King James. And I want to read it here too. So the New King James and in uh, Isaiah 53 verse 1. And who has believed our report? See, there's a report. The Israelites were receiving a report. There's only one right report, people. There's only one right report. Who has believed our report? What report are you believing? The word of God is telling us right here. What report are you believing? It is always a choice. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord. The arm of power. Has the arm of power been revealed to you? When the arm of power has been revealed to you because you've seen God at work in your life or in somebody else's life, then faith starts to grow like a, mus- mu- like a muscle, right? It starts to grow. And you realize, I choose to believe the right report. So if the Israelites would have chosen to believe the right report, the outcome would have been different. But they chose to believe the wrong report, and so therefore we know they did not have a very good outcome, right? Right? We're alive in this room tonight? Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you know, this is a Pentecostal charismatic church. I, I hope you guys know that. So in Numbers 13, 33, let's go back to Numbers 13. He says, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So he's saying, hey, we looked at, and we saw the giants. We saw the giants. Oh, they were there. And, but notice how it says, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. What you believe about you is really the bottom line. What you believe about you is what other people believe about you, eventually. Eventually. What you believe about you is what other people will believe about you eventually. So it's so important that you believe the right report, that you believe you're a man of God full of his power, that you're not going to be denied, that anything from the past, anything that would try to taunt and come against you and, and just you know bring fear or, or, or doubt, that you're a woman of God, and anything that would try to bring doubt, you cast that thing down. You believe what God has spoken about you. And as you believe what God has spoken about you, everything changes when you believe. Because it says here that we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. And this is really, it's really critical. Stop giving people so much power. It's what you believe about you that determines the power you give them. Stop being upset with people when they're giving you this and that. You're saying this. You're actually helping them. Does this make sense? No confusion in this room. So we're not going to empower negativity, right? Because we're going to change our thinking about us. That's what I'm saying, right? So we're, gonna, we're not going to give people so much influence, in other words, you know, negative influence. We're not going to give them so much mental energy. I think every single person 
could focus on this a little bit more. The mental energy that we give other people. You know, when you give people that kind of mental energy, negative mental energy, you're, you're letting them have power over you. We're not going to let them have power over us. You're not going to let them have power over you. So Joshua and Caleb, men of faith, they chose the right report. We're going to choose the right report, right? They used their confession of faith in spite of the crowd of unbelief and the fear all around them. But listen to this. Their destiny, their destiny, I want you to hear this. Their destiny was delayed 40 years. Not because they weren't ready. People of God, listen. Not because Caleb. Joshua, not because they were not ready, but their destiny was delayed. But they were men of faith, but their destiny was delayed. Why? Because the people that were assigned to their leadership were not willing to walk in faith. The people assigned to their leadership, there's people assigned to your leadership. There's people assigned to you. Those that are not willing to walk in faith, they were not willing to walk in faith. God still took care of them. Oh, did he ever? But they had to wait. So maybe you're waiting. It's because God is going to work in and through somebody else's life through you. And you were getting frustrated and wondering why it was taking so long. But maybe, just maybe, God chose you. I know he chose you. I know that you're valiant warriors in this room. So maybe the process of time, and it's been taking quite some time for some of the things that are going on in your lives, but maybe God said, I choose this individual to stand firm, to speak to those that they're called to speak to so that they will wake up. And the delay is because they're not choosing faith just yet, but they're on your watch, which means you have every well, you have the responsibility. You have the responsibility to stand in faith, to pray, and to decree the, the truth because they, they belong to you. They're under your watch. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for some things that have been delayed, and you're like, I've been standing in faith. I've been decreeing the word. I believe God. I am a believing believer. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how long it, it takes. I am sold out. Radical, sold out. We're radical. We're sold out. But yet the process of waiting still is there. Yeah. God is still teaching you things.